everyone. Welcome back to another episode of LTTK. Let's toast to knowledge with Olola Day. You already know that I'm your host. And guess what? Finally, 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 we are going to Germany. I'm super excited because I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. I've been trying to get someone from Germany because I feel like it's a country that I should definitely cover because I'm living in Germany. And I'm super excited to have a conversation with Nicole today. So, hey Nicole, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. So Nicole, um, thank you for joining me on today's episode. Um, as thank I mentioned, you for having me. Sure, the pleasure is mine. As I mentioned earlier, we have been trying to you know, cover Germany and I'm super excited because I have a lot of questions to ask you. Um, but the first one is for you to tell me about yourself, so your name, and explain to me what your name means, and then we'll talk about some of the popular names in Germany. Okay, let's do it. So my name is Nicole, my full name is Nicole Monika Jiditsky, which is not a typical German name. So I have um, Polish roots. My dad is from uh, Poland, or his dad, so my grandfather is from Poland. The rest of my family is German, but obviously the name kind of carried through mm-hmm. since you would typically have your dad's name. Yeah. So, and my first name, Nicole, is, I think it's a French name, actually. I was thinking American, though. I mean, I actually just looked up the meaning of my name because I realized I didn't know it and I never knew it for the past 28 years of my life. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it means people of victory, apparently, which I don't really know what to do with that, but... (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's a knowledge, so you can keep it so that in the future, if someone asks you for your name, you say, this is what it means. But yeah, (laughs) um, you've already told me that it's not a typical German name, and that then leads me to talk about the typical German names, the Müller... By the way, Mula is so popular. I don't know what's it about that name and what does it mean? It doesn't really mean anything. It's just a lot of people are named Mula. Like a lot of people. It's like Mula and Schmidt, I feel like, are the yeah. typical German last names. And if you have that last name, nobody will be able to track you down or find you. Because yeah, because there's so, there many. so many people. <laughs> and for the first name, it's usually there's Bridget or Bridget. That is so well, that's actually my grandma's name. You see, you see what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> not <Well>, sure. So, <laughs> like... so, yeah, I, I feel like my family has very, everyone has very German names. So like Ingrid, uh-huh. Peter, yeah. Carl, uh-huh. that's like my family name. Ah, apart from you, who, 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 Pardon who, me. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay, so describe Germany in three words. Oh, this is a tough one. It's not so, tough. Like, if I were to describe Germany, I would be like, punctual, punktlichkeit. That's the first one. But anyway, let me not let me not influence you too much. But yeah. Let, let us maybe talk about that fact after because I definitely don't fall into the punctual people of Germany. So oh, I would oh. say... <laughs> That, As you can tell, because I was 10 minutes late today, so... 
<laughs> I didn't um, want to tell anybody about that, but you were the one who confessed yourself. So anyway. <laughs> oh no. For a second, I forgot that people are going to be listening. Um, so three words. I would say to start off with uh, just a little negative, cold. Germany is cold. Germany is diverse, I would say. We're like bang in the middle of Europe and it's it's a great place for people to come together from all over Europe. And lastly, rule-based. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the rules. Oh my God. But you know what? The rules make the system work. That's what I've realized. Like Germans yeah. obey rules to the to the full stop. To the sometimes the rules don't make sense, right? We're gonna talk about that. But in general, I would say it's one of the reasons why why Germany is still standing as a country. It's because people are used to following rules and there is no exception, regardless of who you are, you just have to follow the rule. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that just yesterday, for example, um, there was a woman that was, it, it was maybe 11 o'clock at night, it was pitch black outside, no cars driving around, and she was standing at a red light. And then other people joined and they were all standing at that red light for probably two minutes. And I was like, oh, we could just go because there's no cars in sight. Like it was a safe space. Um, and but I felt pressured into standing with them and just waiting. Yeah, it's something <laughs> it's something that for sure I had to learn here in Germany because I'm like, you know, coming from Nigeria, sometimes we don't follow rules. Rules are some people are usually above the rules, which is pretty annoying, especially <laughs> when you are on the receiving end. But coming here to Germany, little things like traffic lights, you know, queuing for purchasing something or making an appointment at the foreign office or at the hospital. In fact, sometimes these rules, I'm like, okay, why do I have to do this all the time? But yeah, <laughs> we, we get used to it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Then um, moving to your point about Germany being cold, do you mean the weather or the people? Or what exactly? Oh. <laughs> Let's oh. talk about that, girl. I, <laughs> I mean, I was actually referring to the weather, but I know what you mean when you say cold people. <laughs> so let's talk about the weather. German weather is very, it's a very strange one in the, in the sense that now it can be sunny and in the next two minutes, there's rain. Do, do you feel like you're used to that? Or is oh. it something that, no? <laughs> You, you you don't you don't get used to it like uh i'm, I'm sorry to tell you this but <laughs> it's probably not something you will get used to it's a very up and down kind of thing and you never know what's gonna happen you never know mm -hmm. in winter is it gonna is there gonna be a huge snowstorm or are we not gonna see snow at all is it gonna mm -hmm. be warm cold you never know and like you said the weather changes so quickly so mm -hmm. some days it's just very confusing for sure I, I i couldn't even agree more because last year not not even last year it feels like last year was a long time ago this year actually i remember when i think february or march the sun was coming out really frequently and we're like oh we're getting into summer and 
not too long after, like some few days after, it snowed. It snowed. I'm like, ah, how? How did that happen? <laughs> I'm just like, wow, interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about food because I love food so much. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what's the typical German food and how would we make it? Oh, I would say typical German food would be the typical one is sausage. So we call it Wurst and there's all kinds of different types and it's basically like a sausage made from typically like pork or veal or beef and it's spiced in different ways and it's not something you would really make yourself so mm -hmm. this is more like something that you would buy out mm -hmm. but there's a couple of things that you would um, make out of it for example we have Blutwurst which is like a blood sausage so a sausage made out of blood and there's actually a dish that is from this area. So let me just say I'm located in Düsseldorf. So um, in our area, there's a dish called Himmel und Eid. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's basically um, the blood sausage fried. So you would just pan fry it. You would make fried onions with it uh -huh. and like top it with fried onions and have mashed potatoes with it and applesauce. And yeah, that is a very typical uh, German dish, yeah. I would say. Okay. But it's it's just from our area. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I, maybe one of the reasons I didn't hear about it is because I stayed in tune for... Yeah. I don't know if I pronounced the name properly, but yeah, I tried my best. Thüringen. <laughs> <You did. laughs> yeah, so I stayed there for like 18 months and then moved to Munich. So I think in general, the Wurst that you spoke about is kind of like what I've heard to be the typical German dish. And Germans eat a lot of potatoes pretty much with everything or no? Yes, yes. Okay. I would say our typical dish is potatoes, some type of meat, Mm -hmm. and some type of veggies okay in that question. yeah let's look at other aspects of food because i also know that in germany for example there are so many restaurants that are not german so you have a lot of italian restaurants and, and so on so for you as a german what is the dish that you love so much that is not native to your country that a lot of germans really look forward to eating do you have that kind of dish yes definitely Oh, I can't choose between two. So it's pizza and sushi, actually. So two very yeah. different things. Very different. I mean, I haven't even had sushi before. I just feel like I can't eat sushi. Maybe because something is raw, like the fish. That That's just you my... You've never thing. had sushi before. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Wow. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, wow, I am shocked. That is, uh, sushi is my favorite food of all time. I had it last uh, night. <laughs> I mean, like, I have had the opportunity to, but there's just something with me. I think I may have told you before, I'm very picky with food. I have to have like a psychological relationship with my food before I have a physical relationship with it, like tasting it or, you know, sense sensing it. <laughs> it has to be my mind. If I feel like, so I'm eating something that is not cooked. I'm like, nah. No, nah, not doing it. Rice is cooked, so maybe you can 
You can think of that while you try it. <laughs> but there but are maybe you can... in the wrap that is not cooked. And like, how am I going to eat that? <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. And it also speaks to the fact that you mentioned that Germany has a lot of diversity in like a lot of countries from across Europe settling down in Germany because that also explains why sushi would be your favorite dish because sushi is Japanese, right? Is it Japanese or Chinese? I'm not sure. It's Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. It's nice that we've already established the fact about food. Now let's move further. <laughs> so we're talking about the language, which I love so much. Oh my God. Ah, I love the German. Really? Unfortunately, yeah, I do. I do. And before I came to Germany, I was like, normally I like languages. I've always been someone that really looks forward to learning a new language. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm so happy I'm coming to Germany. At the embassy, when I had my interview, they were asking me, so why Germany, you know? Language was one of the reasons. I'm like, yeah, foreign exposure, foreign language. <laughs> but girl, since I came here, the language has been a journey, okay? Let's talk about that. <laughs> so the official language is German, right? Um, do you have like other sub languages in Germany that maybe different districts or different locals speak or how does that work? So it's not it's all German. So mm -hmm. it's one language. You don't have mm -hmm. you don't really have sub languages as such. Um, it's more like different accents or dialects. So there are regions in Germany as I'm sure you know, like in Thüringen, they speak a bit differently than they do in other areas of Germany, for example. So they just have different dialects. And with that comes maybe some different words that you would use. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it used to be a lot more extreme. So the older generations, for example, they would have a very strong dialect and accent mm -hmm. and you could sometimes barely understand what they're saying if you're not from that region. But uh, nowadays, it's all really, you can't really tell the difference that much anymore. Like it's very much aligned now. Okay, so let's speak the normal Deutsch, right? I'm going to ask you a question and then you tell me the answer in German and then you tell me in English. Then we can talk about it from there. Because I feel like everybody wants to hear the German language, okay? <laughs> what's your favorite hobby? Or what's the favorite thing that you love to do in your spare time? So tell me that of Deutsch and of English. Okay. In meiner Freizeit gehe ich sehr gerne zum Yoga und mache sonst auch sehr gerne Sport und ähm, mache viele soziale Dinge, treffe mich mit meinen Freunden und so weiter. Did you get that? Of course I got it and I'm so proud of myself because yes. I understand. Yes. <laughs> Good. Okay, but not everyone understands of course. So what did you say in English? So in like for my hobbies, I like to do yoga mm -hmm. and sports in general. And other than that, I just like socializing, being out in the world, meeting friends and so on. Mm -hmm. Und so weiter. Ja. Und so weiter. Und so weiter. <laughs> so, uh, what so on and so fort? Und so weiter und so fort? Nein. Und so fort? 
und so weiter und so fort. Ja, <lacht> genau. Speaking of wow, me. you're basically native now. No, I'm not. Girl, stop it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I must add that the most popular German words are genau. This is a bit of education for, for those of you listening who are not German or don't speak German. When you hear genau, it's a German word, which means, Nicole, you want to tell them what it means? It means right or okay. Yeah. It can be used in a lot of different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah means yes. Yes or yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that in German, some words you could really understand if you already speak English. You know, like, for example, and is English in German, und. So little things like that. Once you get comfortable hearing them, you know that, oh, okay, this means this. By the way, I also want to say that the German language is very interesting because there is a word for every single thing you can think of in this life. Nicole, I'm trying to look for the longest German word. It's, and I want you to pronounce it just as, just for people to really get fascinated because the German language, ah, really, really interesting. I mean, the thing is, you can really cheat in German because we put a lot of individual words together to make a new meaning out of it. Yeah, I found the word. So, Kraftfahrzeughaftpflichtversicherung. Kraftfahrzeughaftpflichtversicherung. Oh my goodness! Can you give it up for Nicole? Yes, <laughs> but it's actually something that I have. It's just an insurance for your car. Wow. Why didn't you just call it Autoversicherung? Like, why Why is it half, half, point, half split? I don't know. Okay, don't to be know. fair, we would say Kfz-Versicherung, which is Kraftfahrzeug, K-F-Z. But the, 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 fact remains, the fact still remains that it's one word, which is yes. so long. I'm like, okay, so enough about language. What's the biggest festival in your country? Or are there like festivals that happen across different regions? What's the festival celebration like in Germany? I don't know which one I should mention because there's two big ones. So I think the most obvious one is is Oktoberfest. So tell us about the Oktoberfest. So it's basically a German German tradition uh, festival that goes on for I think almost close to two or three weeks. Um, so around October and um, it's based in Munich and they have all these big festival tents and um, like loads of chairs and tables and people would come dressed up in traditional German um, clothes. So we have Dirndl for the women, which is a type of dress, and Lederhosen for the men, which are leather trousers. So you would dress up like that. And then basically you drink beer all day and have a German sausage and pretzels. Speaking of the beer, the beer part, it's one of the stereotypes about Germans, that Germans love beer. We drink lots of beer. Is that true? And to what extent? I mean, it's it's hard to compare 
because I'm not too familiar about the beer consumption in other countries. But mm -hmm. I would I would say Germans do drink a lot of beer. I think it's a fair uh, stereotype. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's continue. October 1st and then the second festival. Ah, and the second festival is um, in the region where we are in right now. So Carnival. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, actually, it just started on uh, November 11th. So we're recording this end of November. So um, it just started and it's basically big parades happening where people dress up and put on different types of costumes and there's loads of parades in the city and there's usually a time in November to kick off the festival and then the preparations for the parade happen throughout winter and the actual festival takes place around February, March and it's basically three, four days of um, those parades, people dress up, it's usually like uh, parades with big trucks that have been decorated. And sometimes it's even to like kind of make fun of like past events that happened or like politicians, um, something like that, like kind of a parody type of thing. Okay, because I was going to ask what's what the purpose of the carnival, because it's it seems like it's a very long, long time from November until February. That's three months. Yeah, that that's true. But you have to keep in mind that um, so there's different carnival clubs that prepare the festival and they just start their actual preparations in November. And so uh -huh. you and I will not hear a lot about carnival until it actually happens. And then the three, four days is usually when people go out um, usually drink a lot eat a lot and um so back in the day and this is i think like more of a a christian thing as well it's basically the time um be before fast before the fasting period starts and then you would fast up to easter so yeah. this would be like the last couple of days where you would go all in and then after that you would uh usually yeah. Restrain mm -hmm. from drinking alcohol and yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice. I'm good. I think it's a nice, interesting carnival. Do you participate? Um, yeah, I, I do. I do. I go to some of the parades, but there's definitely people that go all out. Okay, so you're not in that category. Yeah, you you no. extend, <laughs> but you don't do the most. <laughs> I get it. Exactly. <laughs> cool. As an aside, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you like to be? So, de it, it would definitely involve a beach because, as you know, that is pretty rare. In Germany, in, <laughs> in Germany, yes. So, it, it would be a dream to just live somewhere by the beach, preferably an island. So, I went to Tenerife, for example, a couple of years ago, and I thought it was such a lovely place but i think if i can think big and go all out it would be hawaii girl go get it <laughs> <laughs> it's possible you know that right 
<laughs> I mean, yes. Let Let's see what Let's see what life life does to me, and then yeah, I might end up there. Yeah, I mean, I'm for it if you want it. <laughs> cool. So now going back to our questions. For someone who hasn't been to Germany, where would you recommend that they should visit? And what, what should they do on their touristic venture to Germany? So I would definitely recommend Munich and Hamburg, which is two polar opposites because Munich is in the very south of Germany and Hamburg is in the very north of Germany. But um, yeah, so Munich, for example, I think has a lot of like beautiful parks and, and like uh, nice buildings to look at. So it's just a very beautiful city, I think, and very clean and everything. And they have the English garden. I don't yeah, know if you've been the there. Yeah, I've been there. That is that is very beautiful and it's actually pretty cool. They have like a a little surfing area in the middle of the the park, like a fake uh, surfing surfing area, which is pretty cool. It's like it's very small, but there's a lot of people there hanging out, and yeah, uh, yeah that's very nice. Okay. Then Hamburg, I love personally. It's further up north, and they just have really. They're, they're like um, by, by the sea, mm -hmm. almost, and yeah. they have like a lot of harbors, and uh, yeah, that's just very, very beautiful. Very yeah, there's this. I don't know what there's this tunnel that is underground in the water. It's 40 feet down the sea. It's a very long tunnel that was built and, you know, it's just really fascinating because how can there be a tunnel inside the sea, you know, and it's really long stretches from a point. So if you get into the tunnel, the tunnel, you can walk all the way. And when you come back up, you are on the other side of the location. Like I, I did that when I went to Hamburg a few months ago and I found it really, really nice. I mean, Hamburg is also a very clean city, I would say. And I didn't really explore a lot in terms of food or stuff like that. But yeah, I think for sure, I would agree with you that Munich and Hamburg are two really nice places to visit. But NRV, where we are staying, is also cool. I mean, Dusseldorf is close to a lot of places that you could also explore. Definitely, definitely. I love this area as well. I think it's, it's almost when someone asks me where to go in Germany, I never think of where I live because yeah. it's so, it's such a normal place for me, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, especially when you talk to people that are not from here, that come here, um, they love it, usually. Mm -hmm. It's like Düsseldorf, close to Cologne. Yeah. There's a lot of different types of cities here, a lot of things happening, so. Yeah, yeah maybe come around to Carnival. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, people, if you're listening, you could try out the carnival, which is interesting to me because carnival is not a German word. But then you call the like Oktoberfest, we know that it is a German word. And if you say, oh, that's a festival that occurs every year, I remember it as German. But if you say, oh, come to the carnival, I remember like which carnival, which one <laughs> do you get? Because it doesn't sound German. <laughs> 
I, I don't I don't know actually where it comes from, but someone did tell me that carnival means like something about restricting meat. So and that relates to the whole fasting time. Yeah. And I see. But I'm not sure if it's like where it's where the yeah. word is from, but yeah. yeah the interesting is yeah. used all over the world for different things, right? Yeah. So I have this very interesting question. Um, about what is seen as disrespectful. So what would a foreigner do in Germany that Germans would like scheiße? <laughs> <laughs> good, good use of the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think a very typical one, but that wouldn't really relate to me, I don't think, uh, is a lot of people would think it's disrespectful if you don't use the formal form of approaching someone. So in English, you just say you to everyone that you talk to. And in German, as you know, there is two different forms. So you say du, which is informal, and then you have sie, which is formal. And I think especially a lot of older people. So it's usually when a younger person speaks to an older person and they wouldn't use that formal form of approaching them. That would be seen as disrespectful or people would be very irritated by that. And it's very hard because you don't know. Sometimes you get confused with who to use the formal version to and, and who not. So yeah, yeah, it's a very confusing concept. But just a side side note, um, what would be your advice for someone who is trying to learn German? Honestly, I think, I, I don't know if this is just related to the German language, but I just feel like just be brave and speak German to people and, and try your best. And I think a lot of people can worry a lot about uh, grammar when they learn German because the sentences are very have a very different structure from other languages mm -hmm. and uh, so you can get caught up in trying to find the right uh, order of words yeah. so i think just don't get too caught up with that mm -hmm. just uh, i think you learn as you go it's the same as um like the articles in germany der die das which is all the so every word has a different article you don't know which one to use you get confused about it and uh I think it's just important to not get caught up in those details. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, Nicole. Mm, there's something that I've been wondering about. So what I've found is that Germans really value their space. And if you encroach on that space, it can be seen as disrespectful. Am I right or am I wrong? Or does it depend on the family? Like, do you want to clarify that? I think it depends on on the person or the family um are, are you referring more to uh space as in uh physical space yes like a house or yeah right, like physical space social space like if i for example in the train right um usually you can sit anywhere you, you can sit beside anybody but i've seen that here people love to 
keep distant except they are together and this is not just on the train it's also when you go out like you don't just walk up to someone and start a conversation if you don't know the person so there is this space bubble that happens in germany like is that a general thing or it just depends on the person or yeah what what, what is that about really It can depend on the person and how far that goes, but I think overall it is pretty accurate that people value their space and um, it's like not a very common concept that you just walk up to someone, for example, in a restaurant or I don't know, when you're out shopping, for example, um, people stay very much to themselves. So for example, in other countries, I would. Um, notice that in supermarkets you would make conversation with the cashier or with the people that are in front of you in the line or in the back and here it's very much high you get the job done you say bye you leave um, so I think it's a very it's a general thing and personally it's something that uh, can bother me quite a lot like that um, be because I think uh, that a lot of people would like for it to not be that way, but um, we all have still this underlying Germanness in ourselves. So mm -hmm. when someone comes up to me and talks to me, in the first moment I can be like, oh, what is happening here? And I get irritated and then I think, no, but this is actually normal and this is actually nice. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I just wish sometimes people would be a bit more open, I guess. Okay, so if you were to change one thing about your culture, what would that be? Would that be this openness to strangers or what would it be? Yes, I, I think so. I think so. Because I think like a big misconception is that a lot of Germans are not very friendly or welcoming and um, I can see from an outside perspective how how that is very obvious but uh, actually there's so many nice people and so many people that uh, want to be more open and and share their space uh, I guess but um, yeah I think we're not we're not very used to it and uh, sometimes we learn that if someone approaches you and you don't know them just like be aware and and i think if if there's one thing that i could change it would be that to not be so critical about everyone but to be to be just more open yeah i'm just curious to see how that part of germany formed um is it something that you would say you learn from your parents or you learn from school or how would you say that became a part of your um, nature, so to speak? I think I think you get influenced by a lot of different things, but uh, definitely the way the way people are brought up here, um, I think can can nurture that. I guess so. Uh, for example, I, I remember. When I was uh, when I was a child, and we lived in a house that was 
that was uh, like right next door to other houses. So our backyards were right next to our neighbors' backyards and so on. So if you spoke outside and you were a bit louder, then other people could maybe hear you. So I would remember my parents uh, always being like, oh, Nicole, keep your, keep your voice down. Like, we don't want other people to hear us. And I always thought to myself, well, we're having like normal conversation. I'm telling them about school or about very lighthearted things. So why shouldn't, like, even if other people heard us, why is that a bad thing? And I asked them about it. And, you know, they don't really have an answer for it. It's just something that you don't do. It's, uh, yeah, so I think it's, it's like an underlying thing. It's not something that people want to do or are consciously doing. So they're not consciously trying to not include you or, or seem a bit uh, distant, but it's just, just something oh, okay. that's very ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. I mean, now I understand it. Thanks for that, Nicole. So yeah, on a lighter note, <laughs> what are you most proud of? in German. Okay, so I think one thing that I'm kind of, I would say I'm proud of as a German, and I think it's a cultural thing or can be a cultural thing as well, is I'm pretty organized. I like to plan things. Um, so this maybe goes back to the whole rule-based rule -based theme. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like, like you said, we're Germans are usually pretty punctual, like uh, you can pretty much always rely on them if they say something, they'll yeah. do something or, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I, I like that. I feel like in some other countries that I've been to, I've met people that were like, oh, we really have to meet up sometime and have a coffee together. And I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then a couple of months go by, I'm like, oh. This isn't happening, is it? And I feel like if I would say something like that, it's going to happen. Sure, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. As a foreigner who has stayed in Germany, I would say that, again, this is why your system works, because the rules, and it just makes everything to go in a direction, you know? Yeah. But of course, there would always be like, um, times where you need to just relax a bit and zoom out instead of just applying the rules to everything. There are some times that you need to like leave rules and be more practical. But yeah, in general, I agree with you. And it's something that I'm learning too. Normally, I don't consider myself as someone who's not punctual, but even coming to Germany, I mean, the first experience of me missing my train just because of two minutes it was so frustrating for me. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and you know, for every train you miss, you have to pay money to, to book another one. But now that I am so used to that life, if a train is delayed, I get frustrated. I'm like, why didn't you show up on this time? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I really like that part of Germany for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's just reliable, right? So yeah, uh, it's a very then, like you said, system. like you said, there's downsides to it as well. Sometimes uh, people should think more logically, maybe instead of just sticking to a rule because it's it's a rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly my point. Are you enjoying this? 
I am. I, I am actually. I hope so. <laughs> it feels it feels less uh, tense than I thought it would. You're making me yeah. feel super comfortable. Aww, that's good. Yes. I'm really mean, good at this. Like, wow. Uh, thank you. Maybe one more last question. How are gender roles perceived in Germany? Oh, gender roles. I think in Germany, it's very uh, men and women are very equal. Um, I know that in some parts of the world it can be a bit more traditional, let's say, but mm -hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I think in Germany it's it's very, very equal and especially in the past like 10 to 15 years, I think, um, it's gotten more like that. So what I can think of from the top of my head is, for example, when you have, when you have a child with someone, um, you can decide if it has, if it gets the mom's last name or the dad's last name. Um, and then, for example, when you apply for jobs, I don't feel like uh, it's, it's like men are super career driven and women aren't. So I think now, by now, it's very, very equal. And I actually like that a lot about, uh, about Germany. It's not expected for the mom, for example, to stay at home when uh, you had a child for the next couple of years or, you know, it, it can be it can be the mom or the dad. And I really I'm really happy about that, that you actually get that choice. I mean, this is probably the most interesting thing I've heard today. I mean, really? because it's so different, like it's it's really completely different. and not everybody knows this most people don't even know this like for example what you mentioned about a child the decision to choose either the father's name or the mother's name this is a conversation that will not even come up in nigeria for example no a child is born takes the father's name takes the father's place of origin and that's that yeah it's it's really and that's how it is in so many other countries um so that's a very interesting perspective and you mentioned that this is something that I've always been, right? Or is it something that started happening a hundred years ago? Because you mentioned in 10 to 15 years, it has become even more prominent. But in general, would you say that this is something that has always been with like yeah. more improvements? Yes. I, so as I mentioned at the beginning, um, I have some Polish roots in my family and I can tell that in that culture, for example, it's a lot more traditional where the man has more of the responsibility, I guess, and and goes to work and, and whatnot. Um, and I think even looking back on like my grandparents' generation, um, it's it's been very different in, in Germany where it, it was always uh, a bit more equal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the parts where you mentioned that either the father or the mother can decide to take the lead after a child is born. Now that's the mind-blowing one. What? <laughs> what? Okay, Brad, who is taking lead? <laughs> wow. So, so for example, um, when I was born, my mom obviously stayed home with me. So for the first, I think it's two or th three months is when you just, when you stay home, definitely. Uh, or the mom does, because obviously she has to give birth. So there's 
there's obviously that period of time, you know. But after that, uh, actually, my dad stayed at home with me for a long time. Like when I went, even when I went to kindergarten, he he would stay home with me because he was still studying on the side, and my mom would have a full time job uh, that she went to. So um, yeah, it's 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 funny because it's a very normal thing for me. But then thinking about other cultures, it must be so so different. Yeah. Uh, like usually, no, the, there are no decisions here. It's the mother who stays, and it's so yeah, for sure. The the mom goes through a lot after having a child, and also the fact that in Germany, um, I think the parental leave in the office is up to two years or 18 months i think it's two years maybe even a bit more than that yeah uh, and this is paid leave right yes it's it's paid leave and also you can so this is actually something new i believe uh, that has been around for a couple of years where the where the mo mother and father of the child can uh, decide how they want to split that uh, parental leave. Yeah. Yeah, that the, the mother can say, okay, I'll take six months, and then the man would say, the father would say, I'll take another six, or yeah. I, I guess the choice is up to you. Like you can choose to take all 18 months or two years and be paid as the mother, or you can choose to reduce it and come back to the office earlier. But this flexibility is really good because you don't have that in so many countries and again this is why i say germany it's a very efficient system and it works so yeah i mean it's so nice that we had this conversation before of course yeah and no, it was so nice so nice talking to you and also putting some things in perspective like some things are very normal for me but when you think about them it's it's such a big culture thing yeah yeah thank you for joining me nicole so happy that we had this so thank you so much, everyone, for listening and joining us on today's episode. Until you hear from me next time, don't forget to close to knowledge because what you know is never enough, okay? Take care and bye.